Bavakama, Perik Dalad, Mishnah Tess 4.9, the last of the Perik. And here we return back to the topic of obligations regarding uh, guarding and paying for an animal's damage. So the first part of the Mishnah talks about the topic of handing over responsibility to somebody else. That somebody else is called a Shomer, a guardian who's in charge of now the animal. And the Torah enumerates four different categories of Shomrim, of guardians. Um, the Mishnah will say essentially that all of them are equally on the hook. Now, in place of the owner, if something bad should happen, where the animal causes damage, so then the shomer, the custodian, the guardian, is the one who has to pay, and not the owner. That's the gist of the first part of the Mishnah, which says, If the owner hands over responsibility to a shomer, to a guardian, a custodian, whether he's chinam, meaning that the watchman is not getting paid anything, so he's doing a favor to the owner, or l'shoel, He's borrowing the animal, so it means that the favor is being done entirely for the borrower. The owner is getting nothing. Lenose Sachar, one who's taking a wage, that's also called the Shomer Sachar, the paid watchman. So they basically come to an arrangement. I'll pay you so much money to watch that my house is out of trouble and protecting it. Ula Socher, um, Socher is a renter, so that's like they come to a business deal where the, the Shomer is borrowing the cow, but he's re- essentially renting it. He's paying for money, both money. So in all those cases, in all those cases, responsibility now um, is passed over to the Shomer, meaning the Shomer kind of steps into the shoes of the owner, and the Shomer, the guardian, he's the one responsible should something bad happen. Now, um, that would mean that muad mishalem nezek shalem, if the animal does damage as a muad, as a, you know, for the chain or regal, or if it's confirmed to be a goring animal, etc., then he pays full damages, v'tam mishalem chatzi nezek, and if it's a tam, a karen situation, then the shomer would pay half damages. Okay, that's the gist. The Mishnah, the Mishnah says it's basically translated. Now let me speak a little more about this, because they're not all quite the same. There essentially are two levels um, that the halacha recognized in terms of how well you're ensuring your animal doesn't get out to cause damage. There's what's called um, shmira ma'ula, top quality guardianship, ensuring protection, and that is um, what's basically required in most cases. So if you don't do shmira ma'ula, which means like a metal chain to secure the animal or locking it behind a fence that wouldn't even, you know, open in the case of like, you know, like a strong storm winds or something like that. That's called protected. And therefore, if the animal will get away in a normal circumstance, we'll see the details in a moment, um, a person could say, listen, I'm, I'm potter because I did what I'm supposed to do and I wasn't irresponsible. Okay, the standards that apply to a shomachinim are a little less. A shomachinim can um, just use what's called shmira pachusa, like a very basic level of of uh, protection to an animal doesn't get out the damage. Shmir Pachusa would be something like, as the Mish will say in a moment, um, using a leash, like not a chain, but just a, like a leather leash or something, a rope, um, or locking it behind a fence that shouldn't open under normal conditions, but of course in a very strong wind it would open. So you're the basic, basic protection. So base protection is all that you can expect of a Shomachinam. I mean, if the Shomachinam does that, since he's doing a favor anyways, um, he'll be off the hook. In a scenario where um, the animal goes and causes damage at that point, the, it's the owner who have to pay anyways. Okay, so notwithstanding the Mishnah saying that the Shomer, the guardian, takes Tachtav, stands in the, in the shoes and the responsibility of the owner, in the case where it's a Shomachinam, and the Shomachinam did basic Shmir Pachusa, basic protection of the animal to ensure it doesn't cause damage, and if it does, so then the owner's once again on the hook. Okay, now, the mission now is going to lapse to another discussion, which is when we say that one has to pay for damage, let's say for Karen, it could be Tom, it could be Muad, so what kind of Shmira is required? 
So I told you the basic baseline is you need to have uh, Shmira Ma'ula, high-quality protection, meaning, like I told you before, a metal chain or a door that, a fence that won't open under any circumstances, either or, um, any normal circumstances, even like, you know, storm winds. So <clears throat> that's your responsibility. And if you fail to meet the responsibility, you're on the hook. So that's, um, that's that. Now, the problem is that the Mishnah, the, excuse me, the Pasuk, talks about um, the case of a muad. It says um, that the owner of the cow that is the muad has to pay um, because velo yishmerno ba'alav. Its owner didn't guard the animal. So now we have a machlokas inside the Mishnah here about if any level of guarding is sufficient for the muad component, meaning every time an animal does care and damage, for sure the owner is on the hook for 50% of the damage. It's The question is, is he on the hook for the other 50 as well? And the answer is, if it's a tom, no. If it's a muad, yes. But now we're saying that the standard to be on the hook for the tom is if you did anything less than shmira ma'ula, high quality protection. But there's a possibility that since the Pasuk says, lo yishmerenu ba'alav, you didn't guard it, and even if you guarded it like on a shmira b'chusa, like a basic protection, basic guarding, that might be sufficient to make him not obligated in paying the second half, if you will, of the of the nezek, in the case of Karen of Amur. So that's a machlokas here. The Mishnah says, Ksharo excuse me, if the owner secured the animal by tying it with like a leash, like a leather leash, a rope, or vinal of karawi, or he locked the gate at the kind of gate that shouldn't open under normal wind conditions. So that means this is called shmir pachusa, basic guardianship. If it goes out and causes damage, Remer holds, you're on the hook, um, both for a tam and a muad. We don't differentiate. You need to do shmira. Ma'ula, high quality protection. If not, you're on the hook, says Rameer. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Tom Chayev, he says, yes, it's true. He agrees that for the Tom, the 50%, the Chatzinezek, you have to pay. That's an, always the case unless you did Shmira Ma'ula. The Shmira Pachusa, the lesser guardianship, just the basic protection, is not good enough. But Umuad, as for the second half that you have to pay, for the muad, that you'd be putter. You'd be exempt if you did even a shmira pachusa, the lesser protection. Shinemar, because the pasuk says velo yishmerenu ba'alav, the pasuk says he has to pay because the owner didn't ensure his cow didn't cause damage. And this guy did do some insurance. He he locked it up karoi as it should be with a regular fence or with a regular leash. Veshamer huzeh, since he did do some kind of protection, that would be sufficient, and he only is on the hook for the first half. Um, there's a third sheet to hear, which is Rebbe Eliezer. Omer, he holds, Ein lo shmira elesakin. He says, once an animal's a muad, there's no such thing as shmira. There's no such thing as protecting the public in a way that you wouldn't be on the hook. Even a shmira ma'ula is not good enough. The only way that you can not be on the hook is if you actually sakin, you use a knife and you shecht your animal and you eat it or whatever. You shecht it so it can't cause any more damage. If it's not, if it's alive, a muad can always cause damage. And if it does cause damage, you're on the hook even if you did shmira ma'ula. Doesn't matter, says Rebbe Eliezer. So that means, let me sum up these shittas. All three shittas agree that for the tam, meaning for the first 50%, you have to pay unless you did shmira ma'ula, the high quality insurance. Uh, the second half the, of the payment, according to according to the first shita of mayor, um, if you did shmira ma'ula, you're off the hook. But if you did shmira pachusa, you have to still pay a full now mezik shalom for karen vamuid. According to Behuda, no. If you did Shmira Pachusa, you do have to pay for the first 
50%, but not the second 50% because of that Pasuk. That's the halach like Rabbi Huda. And according to Beliezer, once it's a muid, even a shmir ma'ul won't help you. You have to pay a full nezik shalom. Under all circumstances, nothing you can do anymore to ensure it to be off the hook, other than essentially slaughtering your animal, in which case, of course, again, can't cause damage anymore. And the halacha will be like Rabbi Yehuda, meaning sort of kind of counterintuitively that you need to do shmira pachusa um, to be off the obligation to pay nezik shalom, but shmira pachusa would make you be liable for the first chati nezik in all events.